Let us prepare our hearts to hear a reading of the word coming from the book of John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 11. John 9, 1 to 11. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned, or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground, and with the saliva, then he anointed the man's eyes, and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is he. Others said, no, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. Praise the Lord for the reading of God's word. Hallelujah. Go wash in the pool of scent. And I went and washed and I received my sight. Interesting is the word of God. I always find God's word to be interesting. There's so much that we glean from the text. So much that the word is saying to you and and is saying to me. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. I'm thankful that the scriptures made mention that this particular man who was blind from birth had never seen the things you and I take for granted. The changing of the different seasons and the leaves as they change color and all the other things that you and I marvel at, the wonders of God's creation. This man was blind from birth. And Jesus, Jesus passed by and saw him. And his disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, an answer that was sufficient for them as it is for now. It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Some situations are the way they are, so that you and I, who are members of the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, 
can be vessels through which God displays his dunamis, his power, his power to heal and to deliver. He said we must, have you noted in the fourth verse, Jesus is being inclusive here. He's drawing you and I to be a part of this. He said, we must work the works of him who sent me, because the work can only be accomplished through him. We must work the works of him that sent me while it's day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. The sixth verse, and having said these things, Jesus did something practical. He spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and anointed the man's eyes with the mud. He anointed not the eyelids, but he anointed the eye. Who did that? Jesus, and told the man to go wash. The scripture went on to give us the insight that this man went and did as Jesus had commanded. He sent him to the pool of the Salon, the pool which is known as Sent. He went and he washed and came back seeing. And the eighth verse tells us that the neighbors and those who had been around this man for years, knowing him before as the beggar, that which blind people of that era found themselves doing just to survive in the natural begging. So they said, is it not the man who used to sit and beg? And some others, it says, it is he. And then another group would say, no, it is one who looks like him. But the man keeps saying, I am the man. I am he. Have you noted, rather than rejoicing in what a miraculous work has been done, the religious people were seeking anything that would bring into question that which God, through Christ, had accomplished. And so they said to the man, Then how were your eyes open? To which he answered, the man called Jesus. What did he say? He said, the man called Jesus. He said, he made mud and anointed mine eyes and said to me, go wash. He said, go wash. So he sent him and he, he went and washed and came seeing again. It didn't happen instantaneously. Was a process. And this man became a witness. And some of the Pharisees said, they said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. 
But others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. And that division led to them asking again of the man. So they said again to him in the 17th verse of the ninth chapter of John, what do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? And the man said, he's a prophet. Hallelujah. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and now received his sight until they called his parents in the 19th verse and asked of them, is this your son who you say was born blind? Now then, how now does he see? How does he see, they ask of him. And the parent says, he, he is of age. He will speak for himself. They said those things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone would confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age. These religious leaders who were all puffed up in their arrogance because of the masses that followed them and their teachings, wanted to keep this man in a state of bondage. And Jesus was not just about opening his physical eyes, be it on a Sabbath day or any other day, but it was about opening his spirit and his mind that he may see who Messiah is. And so again, they called the man. They called the man and they said to him, give glory to God. Now watch it. They said to him, give glory to God. And they're going to try to coax him again in the wrong direction. For we know that this man, Jesus, is a sinner. But the man answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. The requirements for the miracle was met. There was a real need that is documented. From birth, blind. Now, that which was impossible has been reversed. And now he see, to which they said to him, What did he do for you? Again. How did he open your eyes? And the man answered them yet again. He said, I have told you already. And you would not listen. What a choice of words. You heard what I said, but you're not listening. I've told you, but you would not listen. He says, why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become, now here, he's speaking to the religious people now. 
He says, do you, do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, you are his disciples, but we are his disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we don't know where he is from. He said, this is an amazing thing, that you don't know where he, Christ, is from. And yet, he opened mine eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began, has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a blind man? If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Saints of God, there are people all around us who are cognizant of what God can do and are yet waiting for God to use one of us as an extension of his hands to bring about such a miracle. And the scripture says, they answered him, you were born in other sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him A miracle had taken place. And yet, the religious folks failed to see. They cast him out. It says, and Jesus heard. All this was happening in the church. Where the masses meet. Jesus heard. Word got to him. That they had cast him out. And having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? <laughs> Hallelujah! Do you believe in the Son of Man? Do you believe in the Son of Man? And the man answered, Who, who, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. And the man said, Lord, Lord, I believe. And he did what? And he worshiped. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus said, for judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. And some of the Pharisees near him heard these things, and they said to Jesus, Are we also blind? To which Jesus responded, as the ninth chapter of John concludes, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. 
But now, now that you say we see, your guilt remains. O oh, saints of God, hear what the Spirit of God is yet saying to the church. That when God bring about that miracle in our lives, like this man, whom Jesus sought out, that we would lift our voices and we would proclaim, despite what society may be saying, despite what the religious folks may be declaring, that we would declare what saith the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word that reminds us that it is still you who gives sight to the blind, physical and spiritual sight, and you are the one who gives both. But we pray that our eyes will be open, our spiritual eyes. Lord, we thank you that the miracles are still ours to receive and yours to give. Open our eyes, O oh Lord Jesus. Open our eyes. Open our eyes that we too will go and proclaim that many also will come to know you, Lord Jesus, as the one who gives sight to the blind. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, church, for tabernacling here with us as we went through somewhat this entire ninth chapter. Uh, for verses 1 through the 41st verse. I encourage you to read it again and allow the Lord to speak yet deeper into your very hearts. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you as you stand before him. It is he who makes his face to shine in you. Oh, how he is gracious unto you. The Lord, yes, the Lord our God, he, he lifts his countenance upon you. And he grants you his shalom. May the peace of God goes with you. May the peace of God go with you, rule, rest, and abide with you, both now and always. And you and I, the redeemed ones of the Lord through Christ, can say, so let it be. Amen.